It's episode 251 of The Platform. It's a show about games and nerd culture. And I'm your host, Brian Barnett. What's I'm up? I'm Joshua Mobley. I'm Chris Shriver. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down, sir. I'm so I'm so tired. I'm trying to overcompensate. That was that was so. a lot. We're Is it working? Little, I think we're all a little tired today. No, but I think we're all a little sleepy today. I know Somebody's I'm got sleepy. A case of the Mondays. I'm like. Well, just... actually, I've got a case of the hangover from Saturdays Ooh, because uh, I visited my parents' old house for the last time. Wow. Uh, because they they sold it. It is the house that they have had the longest in my entire life. It's the house that they have had the longest. Uh, and uh, they sold it. And because my dad is actually retiring at the end of this year. And they are moving up to um, Missouri to Sorry. live on... Uh, to live off of Table Rock Lake, which is a place that my grandparents used to live, my dad's parents. Oh, wow. And uh, they moved away from there. They moved to Kansas City. But um, Table Rock Lake, the place where they lived, is like a, a place called uh, Reed Springs. Or Reed's Spring. It's like a suburb of Branson. Uh, but this lake is I don't know dope. Any of these places, so. I don't either. I know uh, where Kansas City <laughs> is. That's where my old job was based out of. Yeah, so... Is it in um, Kansas? No. Yeah, I mean, half of it is. Well, yeah. No, uh, not all. But the their half is in Missouri. Uh, yeah. But yeah, all my all my extended family on my dad's side live in Kansas City. And some of the people on my uh, mom's side of the family also. Uh, but uh, we used to go up there every summer and every winter. And we would swim on the lake. My parents had a house that was on the lake. Uh, we would go out in the boats and we would go and we would ski and we would fish and we would ride over to one of the little coves where they have a huge cliff with like a swing, like a metal swing. And you could also do like cliff jumping like off of them into the, into the water. It was deep enough. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. It was a really great summer vacation spot. And um, my parents are going up there to be close to uh, their parents and uh to get further away from me <laughs> and also uh you know to enjoy their retirement and have fun and be on a a, a lake that we all love and that's a, a lot of fun like i can't um, wait to get but away that was, from brian yeah but that it was it was uh it was sad because um this was the after i'd been about halfway through college this was the house that uh we moved to when my parents came back uh, to America. Um, so this is the place that we all, you know, came together. This is the house where I, uh, weathered a really bad breakup. Uh, this was the house that I lived in after I graduated college, but, but when my parents moved back out of the country and before they came back where I was like, just kind of alone and making it. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So I had a lot of memories in that house. It's the house where I proposed to Audrey, man, you know, like it's, it's, uh, yeah. So, and now it's gone. So on Saturday we went down and, uh, it was actually, so my, my daughter's actually fully vaccinated now. So hey. we went down and we were actually able to hang out without having masks on for the first time. Uh, and we swam in the backyard, but because we were delayed by a week, um, all the stuff inside was already gone and packed up and, uh, and moved away. So it was really mm. weird. Um, 
but we swam for a really long time and then went out to dinner uh, our first time in a restaurant with our daughters since I don't even remember when since but actually since before the pandemic yeah wow uh but then as we were driving down we got a flat tire and so uh it was like this whole thing that we were juggling all of this all of this stuff at the same time as as dealing with like this emotional stuff but uh yeah it's uh it was weird so we were really really active swimming and then also had like this emotionally draining uh time and then in addition to all that like immediately like the next day having work or having like a bunch of other stuff it was it's rough it's rough so i think i think honestly i'm still kind of recovering from that um yeah but how great was it sitting in a restaurant again uh it was it was pretty good it was pretty good what restaurant was it it was a place near my parents house called la escondida which is like a mexican joint that they really loved um where like they know the owner and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. I was worried you were gonna be like, oh, you know, Denny's or something. Yeah, Applebee's. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a, it's like some, a small, some trash like, establishment, family-owned Mexican restaurant. So they had, uh, we had combo fajitas. It was pretty good. It's not like amazing, but it's pretty good. Yeah. So. I mean, I will say like that, that whole process. So I'm, I feel like I'm a bit of a unicorn in that. Um, and I don't know, maybe there are, there are more people like there, like me out there. I just am not aware. Um, like the house that I grew up in is the only house that I have ever known my parents to own. Like they owned one other house before that. Um, that's, that's Audrey. Yeah. That like my, her parents still have the house that she grew up in and was born into. Yeah. And like the idea of you know, eventually, obviously my parents are getting older. Like the idea of them either not living in that house or like that house not being passed on to somebody in the family and not being there is definitely like, I can't even, I can't imagine some other family just living in that house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I can't like when that happens, like you will know, like I will not be well. Um, yeah. Or, or if that happens, you know, hopefully somebody in the family is like, no, we're going to, you know, take mom and dad's place. But um, so I do not envy you in any any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here and I think I've moved like 56 or 57 times. That's in my how life. Jess isn't that many. She's moved like 18 or something wow. like that. Like some crazy. I number. moved like yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The parent, the it's, house uh, my yeah, parents well, are in, they we moved into in 2000 when I was 10 years old, wow. and they've lived there ever since. So, yeah this this house they had had since 2005, um, which is when when they moved uh, to Texas. Yeah. So, I was still up I was still up near San Francisco at the time, uh, but then I I uh, I came down and then I I think I moved back to. I'm trying to remember if I, if I lived my parent, my mom insists that I moved to Texas and then left and moved back to San Francisco for a while. But I don't remember that. Are you sure you didn't? I don't know. I guess if you, if you move that much, it's kind of hard to, yeah, kind of hard to keep track of it. It is hard to keep track of it. I couldn't imagine that. But yeah, it was, uh, 
Because even when when I lived in in the like the San Francisco, like the I mean, not San Francisco, like the East Bay like area, like Pleasanton and Hayward, mm-hmm. I lived in one, two, three, four places up there. So like even in the time that I lived in that area, I lived in four different places. I've now lived two of them with like my around with the my bay. then fiance's family. Like I'm I'm having a hard time at stomaching the idea of being potentially 20 minutes from my parents. Which is I was like, like a full in, hour from my parents for a while. Yeah, like I've I've never I've never been that far away. Um, I'm about 40 minutes to an hour now and now my closest relative will be like a uh, 2-hour plane right away yeah it's pretty wild so yeah anyway man anyway anyway yeah so that's that's what i'm that's what i'm dealing with but it's you know it's not um they actually just moved down to a place called kima where they're going to be chilling out in like a in like a camper for the rest of the year right and then they're just going to have that to like travel around in which is cool that's like like the new that's like the new old people thing like, yeah, it's also the old old people thing because my grandparent, my mom's parents also did that. They had like this streamline or, or like airline. I forget what it's called. It's like a silver yeah, like camper that they took, and we took that out to the to the lake all the time. You know, when we were young. Yeah, uh, and I like I still remember like we had that, and we had this huge pontoon boat, and they would be absolutely covered with mayflies. I don't know if you guys have those where you are. We don't have mayflies, but man, do I love a good pontoon boat. Like, put me out there four in the morning, just give me a book and a bottle of whiskey. You won't see me for a couple hours. (laughs) Now, I, nobody in my, well, my parents don't drink. My sister does. Yeah. uh, And I do. But my my grandpa, my dad's dad, uh, drinks Bud Light. Like, that's his thing. Like, he's... He's, everybody's he's that guy. Everybody's got their thing. Yeah. But life's and disgusting. And so, uh, so the last time I was there was actually the first time I ever shared a beer with him. I was just like, he, he was like, I'm going to go out to the, to the garage and get myself a beer. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have one with you because I drink beer and I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to pretend that I don't. Right. Everybody knows that I do, you know? And so that was like a fun thing. So I think the next time we go out on a boat, like maybe I will. You should. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I've should. never had a drink on a boat. Oh man. Ever. I mean that's it's like great. half a, I don't know what people do on a boat other than drink. Like that's kind of Here's what I'll tell you what we do. Uh we sit in the corner and surreptitiously play our Game Boys, drink Cokes <laughs> or Pepsi's if they don't have them, and wait for my turn on the inner tube. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you know? Oh, but yeah. Man. Yeah, that's honestly part of my motivation to just like when I'm in my fifties, get a mountain house, just like, you know, house with a dock, go out, just sit on the water, drink a couple beers. That would be, <laughs> that would be so awesome. But the thing, the thing with me is like, I want to live in a place that's like hilly or mountainous that also has like big bodies of water. And Houston doesn't have that. Jim Thorpe, like Texas doesn't really, Texas doesn't really have that. Yeah. You know, uh, 
but I, I do miss that from California. Like even if I was close to the beach, like I could see the mountains Yeah, yeah. like by, you know, behind me. So like there was always something around and it wasn't, you know, it you was flat, but like sure I could drive can. a half an hour and be at a place where it's not. Yeah. It's you know. very hilly here. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, man. But yeah, mom jump in the chat. First time out Tex-Mex. Well done, Brian. It wasn't as good as Ninfa's or the other places that we've been to, but yeah, it was it wasn't bad. It was basically it was what was close. We were planning on going to Beck's Prime, but it we had to stay close to the tire shop so we could get the the thing really quickly. But the next next stop I'm making is my favorite ramen shop, uh, which I'm really excited about because when you uh, get that stuff takeaway, it is nowhere near as no. good. Mm. You gotta no. get it like they t- they. You gotta get the ramen like right when it's coming out. You got to get it piping hot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same. Uh, Especially this place with their, with their like, uh, what is it? Soft boiled eggs that are in there. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Oh, baby. So good. So the Zune, so before the show, <laughs> Josh and I, Josh and I were talking about the Microsoft Zune and I pulled mine out of a drawer and plugged it in. It's finally charged. There are nine Dave Matthews albums on this. Oh, wow. <laughs> the ukulele soundtrack, the La La Land soundtrack, and four Gorillaz albums. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow, the last time you used that, La La Land had already come out? That's amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah, bad. that's crazy. Like I, It was probably whenever Guardians of the Galaxy... I'm amazed it's that recent. I think yeah. it was whenever Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out. Cause, uh, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think it's the same one that he uses, and I was probably like, oh, I should set this up, and then, you know, went down that mm. rabbit hole. You know what? As a matter of fact, I think I remember you saying that. I probably did. I think did. we talked about that on the show. Yeah. Very silly. God, we've been doing this forever. We really, we really have. have been. Yeah. yeah. We really have. We hope that you enjoy it, dear listener. Yeah, really. All right, Brian. What have you been playing this week? Uh, this week I've been playing a couple of things. Um, uh, let's start with kind of, um, some throwback stuff. I've been playing, uh, we actually talked about this, Chris, right before we started up. I've been playing new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. And my question Uh, was why? (laughs) Uh, well, I was, so I've been, I've been on this kick lately where I'm really trying We've talked about this on the show before. I have a hard time keeping all the games that I own in my head because particularly playing on PC and not being what I used to be, which was I have a Super Nintendo. All the games that I play are on Super Nintendo or Game Boy. I'm a PlayStation guy. Every All the games that I own, I'm playing on you know PS3 or PS4 or whatever. Now I play games all over the place. I've got Game Pass. I've got PlayStation Plus for like, I think the next month or so, but I primarily play games on on uh, PC. I've got Steam, I've got GOG, I've got Epic Games. Keeping track of everything is a fucking nightmare. Oh yeah. Um, and so God I've Galaxy. been trying to, I've been trying to, I, that, I have a terrible experience with that. I need to like, have you like help me out with that. But like, I've like pulled everything in and tried to get it, but I can't get it to actually, let me ask you a quick question, quick aside. Is there a way to actually get it to accurately tell you where you own something and not just where it's pulling it in from a subscription? Um, 
I would imagine there is. I actually, I honestly, I haven't used it in a while, but I know all of my accounts are signed into it. I can check right now. I, I used don't it think, once. I don't think they have a uh, Nintendo integration. So if you have a lot of games on the Switch, that's I do because I because of all the time that I spent writing for Nintendo. Yeah. And then still, I still get a lot of like Switch code sent to me because of from contacts that I made during there, even though I don't primarily cover Nintendo anymore. Yep. Um, but so that's actually what kind of started this is I was going through my switch library and I was like, okay, I have Wargroove on steam and on switch. I have Valhalla on, I think Epic game store and switch. And I'm just trying to like, be like, where do I want to play this stuff? When do, what do I want to play it? Do I want to play it on something handheld? Do I want to play it on PC where I can do mods or something? And I was just trying to like, let me get rid of everything on switch that I have on PC that I wouldn't like want to play on switch or have like a super far save or something like that. And, um, when I was looking through that and looking through stuff, that's like switch exclusive, I was like, there's this Mario game. I don't know that I ever beat it. Um, I should probably do that. Like I kind of just quit because I was trying to hundred percent it. And I just want to stop doing that and just play. And I started playing it and I don't really remember a lot of it. I can't remember if I beat it when it was on Wii U. I do know that I played the Wii U Mario games because I was pretty big into that console at the time. I mean, it was also I didn't have a, a good experience playing. It was it, a but. launch game on the Wii U. Um, yeah, so it's been so ages it's, since I've played it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's probably like new to you at this point because it's also like a pretty forgettable. I, I know game. that I never played it. I yeah. I definitely played it on the Wii U. I started to on the Switch, and I was like, I don't need to do this. I think I 100%ed it on the Wii U, but here I'm just like, I'm just going to do it just because I think I still actually remember the DS ones too much because I played them a couple of times, like the one with the golden coins. Yep. And I think the one before it, I just. I think I'm playing that right now. New Super Mario Bros. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing through that a little bit right now on my DS. Yeah. So I was just kind of looking through my, my Switch catalog for the exclusives and I was like, Fire Emblem, I haven't done the third path, um, you know, and then I've got, there's new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe stuff, but like I'm kind of short on cash, so I don't really want to shell out money for that, and you know, we're not upgrading to that 64 tier, because there's not really anything huge there, so I was just kind of looking for something to (laughs) do, and I kind of dipped into... uh, This guy, Pedro Kazooie's on there, what an idiot. Oh. <laughs> ah, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so I, I i saw that and i was like i'm kind of feeling a mario game let me dip back into this and see and then i was kind of like you know I'm, I'm enjoying this let me just kind of run through it so i just played i think i've only played like 12 levels since i uh since i did that but it's wild because i started playing it got up to like the fourth or fifth world in it and then just stopped oh wow i think i got annoyed at one of the ice levels and then i was just like all right i'm out yeah so then i basically just picked up from there and then went down to like uh the poisonous jungle and then another area and was just kind of enjoying it as something to not really think too much about just kind of enjoy when i'm just gonna go sit down for like five minutes or whatever i mean that is one thing it is definitely a uh a very easy just pick up and play kind of game because like the levels are short. Um, like it just, it doesn't ask, it doesn't ask a lot of you, but there are a lot of levels in it that uh, I would say are less than fun. 
Um, yeah, there's some really annoying stuff in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like, uh, at least among the Mario fan base, it's like universally hated <laughs> that game. Really? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's it's not great. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I don't think really any of the new Super Mario games are that good. They're like, they're okay. Yeah. You know? Um, but they're not, you know. So for a hot minute, for anybody watching on the stream or uh, watching this back on YouTube, I am going to remove the overlay, uh, maybe. And then I'm going to throw Gog up there for you. Wabam. So, I mean, like, I just signed into everything but my Uplay account because there's probably only like 10 games in there. Um, I mean, it pulled in 1,700 different games across all those different platforms. So, like, it works, but yeah, it's also, like, a little overwhelming. Like, I think if you own... I'm trying to think of a game that I would have on, like, everything. Probably, like, Celeste, because I probably have that on more than one. Um, I think it'll actually flag... For like, Honor. Where you have it. <laughs> yeah, For Honor, like, they gave away on everything. Everybody. So, like, it... Epic Games Store, PlayStation, Xbox. Like, it'll tell you the breakdown, and then it'll tell you, like, where you got certain achievements. I beat this game yeah, on, so like on Switch, so, like, so, it'll yeah. show up, but... So that's Epic, and then and then, uh, and then PlayStation, then Xbox. Okay. And then there's also... Yeah, so like, there's Origin, there's search... GOG. Like, there's... Yeah, I, I looked I looked in, in, in there, and it seemed like it would pop up stuff that, like, I know I don't own, but I have access to. And so, like, there, I couldn't figure out a way to separate Xbox from Game Pass or PlayStation from PS Plus. I think if you... I could be wrong about this. I think if you have a game that you've played on Game Pass um, and it, like, registers an achievement, I think that's how it tracks. Like, oh, you have an achievement, therefore you must have access to this game. Oh, yeah, okay. At least I assume that's probably how they flag yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, because there are games on there that are like, yeah, you own this game, where I'm like, I definitely do not yeah, own this game. Yeah, that's probably why it's happening. Like, so that's crazy. that's kind of like, that's I'm having the same issue with, with just my PS5, which like is not going to be an issue for much longer because my uh, subscription is almost up. But looking into my collection and being like source PlayStation Store, and there's still a bunch of stuff in there that I'm like, I don't think I ever bought this. Yeah. And I don't think I ever got a, a review code for this. So like just trying to parse like, what do I actually own? Yeah, but also like, you know? does it matter until you actually want to play the thing? Like, yeah. If you if you want to play something like, and this is because I used it, to be. It's that, all just like my mental stuff. Like it. I'm trying to organize this in my head. Like I I used to be like that, and I've gotten to a point where I'm like, there's just so much in every library at this point that like, if I want to play something badly enough, I will do whatever means necessary to play it. But like, yeah. I've got to really want to play it if I don't already own it somewhere to like buy it again on a different platform or yeah. you know what I mean? Like at the very least, I know I can go to that and just be like, all right, I have it somewhere or I had it at one point somewhere. You know, that means it, if it was on PlayStation plus at one point, that means it's probably cheap enough that I don't mind spending 10 bucks on it or whatever. Yeah. And there were definitely some, there were some where I was like, Oh yeah, I was actually kind of surprised because it must've been like something that was on sale on a PS plus like discount. Or yeah. Something like yeah. That. So, yeah, but that's kind of what I was, what I was getting up to. Um, 
I also dipped back into Wargroove because I don't know that I ever beat that game. Um, but I did play the I I played a ton of it on Switch, but I couldn't remember, and I, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna start playing it on Steam because I know that there's like a big custom game, custom map like stuff community, and I was like, it's probably gonna be bigger on PC. Yeah. So I was just like blazing through there. Like, um, I found a, a mod that lets me set the game speed, so I set it to like six times speed and just like blasted oh. through all the all the earlier missions Beautiful. that I had played. <laughs> uh yeah so that was really nice there was also like a toggle of like infinite health and i was like just do it just do it i don't care just get me through these levels get me back to where i was and i did and then i was i got to like a special mission where there were like a bunch of dragons and the idea was you would send your one or you would send like one character over along a not very dangerous route and then a huge uh, invasion of forces would be on the other side where he couldn't get to, even though he's your strongest unit. And then you had to sprint all the way down to the bottom, recruit these three ultra powerful dragons, and then use those to go send over to, you know, your main force and prevent that hero unit from dying or else you'd lose the mission. Mm -hmm. And it was like really tense. I had to do it like, I think four or five times, but it like, it felt good to be getting back into like this kind of strategy game sort of a thing. So I think I'm definitely going to be ready for, as an aside, when the Tactics Ogre game comes out. There's I'm definitely new, going to be ready for like. There's a new Tactics Ogre coming out. I think they're remastering Let Us Cling Together. Mm. I think is the. It's either a rumor or a leak or it's confirmed. I don't know. <laughs> it could be <laughs> anything. Either, it either exists or it doesn't. I'll I'll, I'll uh, look it up. Yeah. What, but it's, not che- it's not Chekhov. Who's the other guy? Who was like the the cat's either dead or alive in this box? Schrodinger. <laughs> yeah. Schrodinger's announcement. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I've been. That's what I've been getting up to. Uh, uh, Wargroove is freaking great. Like, there's I I don't I never played as we've said. Like, I never played Advance Wars, but like this kind of seems to be what Advance Wars is. Pretty or much. like, um, what's that game? Uh, Metal. Oh my God! What was that game? It's not Metal Slug. It's like, it's like not not, not Gunmetal. Um, no, but I know what you're talking about, and that one wasn't very good. It's for Switch. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, um, oh my God! I freaking have it on my Switch. Hold on. I have no idea what you're talking about. Some indie game uh, came was out. Was it a Switch exclusive? No, it was on Steam also. No, but it, but it not, came out there first. It was not great. Um, Strategy game, Metal. Fatigue? No. No, but that's how I felt. Tiny Metal. Yes, Tiny Metal. Yeah, that's probably it. First try. Yeah, yeah, Tiny Metal. Uh, it's kind of like... Wargroove is kind of like Fantasy Tiny Metal. Got it. Which, like, if that means it's like uh, well, Advance Wars, then, you know. Yeah, I'd say Wargroove it's more is, like Fantasy... Is, is really good. Uh, Advance Wars, because Advance Wars is good. Yeah, so if, if, if this is what Advance Wars is like, then definitely count me in for Advance Wars whenever people decide that the uh, that the uh, Russia and Ukrainian war is not a reason to not release games anymore. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, we'll see. the conflict in that game is literally the same thing that happens. It <laughs> is happening in real life. Kind of, like, yeah. Which is, it's, it, yeah, which like is that, maybe why they... That's yeah. primarily why they're not releasing it. It's not like Call of Duty be like, oh my god, they're not releasing Call of Duty because there's a war going on. They're like, no, there's literally a game based on what's happening right now. 
Yeah. yeah. A little different. Which I, uh, I didn't realize until uh, this weekend. I was reading up on it and was like, oh, snap. I thought it was just Nintendo being Nintendo. No. Doing Nintendo things. It's pretty close. Yeah. But someday, maybe. Who knows? I have it pre-ordered <laughs> at Target and have for a while now. To you, really? Yeah. It wow. was like, this This is delayed till... <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Till whenever. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Um, yeah. Guess we shall. I've gotten into some shenanigans the past couple oh, days. Yeah? Yeah. But the, this is like deep dive nerdy, like, retro stuff. So I apologize if you don't understand anything that I'm about to say. Um, one thing I did was compiled the uh, Ocarina of Time PC port that they put out. I put that on my Steam Deck. Uh, so if you're not familiar with that, what they've basically I'm not done is familiar re- with this. They reverse engineered Ocarina of Time, like with like a debug ROM build of it. So you can basically run it on PC with like any graphical settings that you want to put it at, and like any frame rate. Um, so if you have like this ultra crazy high uh widescreen monitor that's like 144 hertz or whatever uh you can like set it at that and it will like fill the entire thing and it all renders like perfectly like there's no problem with it um beautiful and then on top of it they've added like all these like interesting quality of life things um so you can map items to the d-pad which like an ocarina of time before you can only do it to like three of the c buttons um so unless you like map that was a 3ds change right i think so um but they've like added it to the n64 release um there's like a bunch of like random cheat codes that they've integrated into it but yeah it's like this full i love me some cheats man yeah it's this full-on pc port that um it just like makes the game better um like you can it's upscaling the game from 240p at 20 frames a second to whatever the hell your computer can run, basically. Mm. Um, but there's all sorts of videos on YouTube of people like doing all kinds of crazy stuff with it. Um, it's still like it works. It is still early in development. There's still people that are like making things for it. Uh, so is this the ship of Harkinian thing? Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So if you Google it, uh, it's called Ship of Harkinian. Um, that is the, you know, the rabbit hole you're going to want to dive down. Um, but I mean, it's Ocarina of Time. Like if you've played that game, then sure. But like you can, you can do things like increase how quickly, uh, the text scrolls by. Um, so like when the Deku tree is taking like forever and a day to talk to you, mm-hmm. like just or hoot, move, hoot. move it along or who there's, there's like a make the owl better button. I don't know what it does, but like it's in the menu. <laughs> make the owl better. Does it make it so that you don't accidentally say, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You you tell me again? all of that garbage that? again. Yeah. I assume oh, it flips it. Sucks. Like I assume it flips those options. I don't know for sure. That um, would be nice. There's all kinds of things like that in the port, which is really cool. Um, so if you are like nostalgic for Ocarina of Time and you've been like, for some reason, maybe thinking about diving back into it. Um, it's a good game. It's definitely worth checking out. I will say, though, like, I'm in this weird space where, and this kind of leads into my next thing, where um, I have the CRT. I pulled it out of the attic. I want to get it repaired because I want to play all these retro games on it. 
and Ocarina of Time and a lot of other N64 games, like, they were designed to look a certain way on a certain display, and an LED or LCD display is not that. So, like, when you get dropped at a pre-rendered background or a pre-rendered environment in Ocarina of Time, like, pots look blurry and, like, benches and the mm. walls and stuff like that. And everything just, like, looks out of place. Um, and when you put that... Well, at least when you put that on an LCD, if you put it on a CRT, it doesn't... Like, it all looks natural and, like, it's supposed to look that way. Um, this port just, like, amplifies it in the wrong direction where, like, this polygonal model of Link just, like, looks so perfect and, like, like it... it draws it perfectly um and then all the backgrounds just look like shit um <laughs> there's just like no like i'm at odds with myself where i'm like okay this runs at like a perfect stable frame rate and it scales like incredibly well but yeah. it also looks so like the distorted it's just yeah. yeah everything just feels like a little out of place and like i feel like i'm being sacrilegious to this like you know i could play ocarina of time on the the N64 in the living room, like with like CRT filters on and all that stuff and try to like recreate that look. Um, and I feel kind of dirty doing it on a PC, <laughs> like with all these enhancements on it. Dirty in a good way. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it cause I've played Ocarina of time like a million times. Um, yeah, but it was definitely one of those things. It only took me like 10 minutes to set up. Um, and I just kind of wanted to see how it ran. Uh, but it runs beautifully. Mumjum in the chat says, fix the owl, turns the owl into a Lord of the Rings eagle and flies Link wherever he needs to go. <laughs> Man, just flies him straight to Mount Doom. Wait. Which is oddly the same name of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think so. Oh, no, you know what? He said that, and I was like, wait, is that, can you do that? I'm thinking of Mario 64 when you get on the, uh, there's an owl in that game that can fly you around. Um, oh. But, anyway. Um... The other thing I've been getting into is the analog pocket. Banjo-Kazooie. Well, Banjo-Tooie, <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I, I did, was right, and I was joking. I did play a, a little bit this weekend. I'm not going to talk about okay. it. Um, but the analog pocket uh, got what is, like, quote-unquote, considered it's, like, quote-unquote jailbreak. Um, so what okay. they the people at analog have done josh is like all right yeah i'm listening um hello they have released I mean, you what's had called, me at analog pocket let's be honest but yeah yeah um but it's called the open fpga like platform uh it's basically an open source platform for fpga programming and cores uh for those that don't know what i'm talking about it's basically software that runs uh console hardware or runs console games as if it's like on the hardware exactly like it's better than emulation could ever possibly be um they go uh gate by gate at the cpu layer and they replicate the behavior of what that hardware used to do and they do it within software didn't they do uh, this some we were looking up nesticle the other day and i think the guy who created nesticle God, created a new i know i we were we were waxing poetically about nesticle and how much nesticle is great but like um the guy who made nesticle i think made an nes emulator that does this exact thing he probably did um i mean there's also like 
so any uh, FPGA cores are used in this thing called the Mister Project, which is like a whole other rabbit hole you can go down. Um, but basically, what Analog has done is just made this uh, this platform more accessible for anybody who owns the Analog Pocket. The shortest version of this is that you can upload ROMs to an SD card and pop it into the Analog Pocket, and you don't need a cartridge. They just work right off the SD card. Oh. Um, and it will play exactly the way it did on a Game Boy, but better because the display on that thing is amazing. Um, the downside right now is it is in beta, so there are some features that it's missing. Um, so, for instance, the there's like text display filters you can put on the Analog Pocket. Um, those don't work right now with this thing. Um, you still have to use either like a flash cart or the original cartridge for those. Um, but it basically opens the door to the possibility of like, okay, you've done this thing. Now there's a GBA core, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. The Neo Geo core just came out today, but it's in beta. So like all those games will eventually run on this thing uh, without the need of any kind of special hardware. Um I want the Super Nintendo core on it more than anything in the world. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I think the pocket is powerful enough to be able to do it. Uh, but if it does, then this is basically like the last and thing. Can it run Game Boy Advance stuff? Or is it just yeah. supposed to be like, okay, yeah. So that Game Boy Advance is stronger than the... Than the Super Nintendo. It's yeah, just a matter of, yeah. it's a matter of just porting that core so that it is compatible. Um, what I don't know, like... The theory right now is that, like, the GitHub page that is hosting all of these and, like, the methods on how to do all this, um, the branding images on it look, like, eerily similar to those of, like, Analog. So they think just, like, the developers of who made the Analog Pocket, like, have written all the cores for this. I mean, that or they just tried to emulate that. It's, yeah, I don't know. But um, I don't know if they would go outside of the scope of compatibility for what the pocket is supposed to do um like super nintendo is not on the laundry list of things that like the analog pocket is supposed to support based on like the cartridges that they're going to be selling um but there's no technical reason that it shouldn't be able to play nes snes genesis yeah etc um if it can then like this is this is like the best thing that you could ever buy right now for just like accurate at home retro gaming at this point. Yeah. Other than building a mister, but like this thing's portable. So like it already beats it at that. Um, so I'm very excited is what I'm trying to say. I mean, that's cool. I really want an analog pocket, but I know they were hard to get and expensive at the time. So I never really looked further into it. Yeah. It's they, still in the um, back of my mind. They still have, uh, I think they do like pre-order waves every now and then. They like they announce whenever those waves are happening. Um, I don't think they're shipping out until like next year at this point. If you want to mm. get one, for the most part, uh, you would have to go to like eBay to try and get one. But then you're paying like top dollar for it. Yeah. But I'm hoping uh, supply starts to fill up. But uh, at least for people that want it. But for someone like myself who has it i'm very excited about everything that's that's happening in this scene oh well, good um, for you huh? yeah 
Now the other, and then the other cool thing they did is they did a um, a native port of I think it's called Space War, which is like the first known video game ever made. Yeah. Um, that runs on this open FPGA platform. So like the idea is that you should be able to put like Pong and like all these weird you know old games on it to just run natively. Um, so it's all pretty exciting if you're into all this stuff. Um, but if you are interested in any of it. I highly recommend looking at uh, the Analog Pocket subreddit because people are posting like all kinds of weird things that they're figuring out. Like, you can put the Nintendo DS Rumble Pack into the back of this thing, and then it'll just like work for every game that supports a Rumble Pack. That's like on the Game Boy or yeah. Um, so it's just like you know weird stuff like that. Um, but it's an exciting time. I think the next thing I'll be I'll be looking for is the the Game Boy camera uh, to get for it. Because huh. eventually they're adding support for that. Um, I mean, that's so funny. Be cool. Yeah. Um, man, the Game Boy camera. Take those really low-resolution shots. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking. It says that you can order them right now, but it's... It probably doesn't ship till like, next year, I would think. I don't know. Oh, Fulfillment Group... 2020 group c 2023 whatever that means just 2023 in general so yeah yeah they don't even, wouldn't be getting one know. until next year but if you want it you know i, mean, I do but if you wanted that badly right i should say yeah yeah but one day one day but it's cool one day when it's not a, a lot of money more uh, than it should be I mean, it's two hundred twenty dollars, which is a lot. But if you if you think about it that way, where you're like, now I can play a ton of like these games, kind of like the way they were meant to be played, then it it depends on how much you're going to use it, right? It's the same with the Steam Deck. It's like, are you going to use it yeah. a lot? And for me, it was no. Um, right now, in my head, just because I'm playing a lot of like two uh, DS stuff right now, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I would use this. But uh, that might change. Yeah, I mean, I moments know. like this kind of come in waves, right? Like, yeah. uh, if this thing does get NES and Super Nintendo support, like, there's a very good chance I start to part out my living room PC and just use the deck in the living room if I want to play GameCube. Um, yeah. Because that's really the only thing that I uh, play on there, like, in, in terms of, like, anything that's, like, super powerful. Um, cause I have the N64 and then everything else would just be on the pocket. And like, I kind of love the idea of that. Um, it's like as, as best case scenario as I can get with the majority of like all this old hardware that I, you know, want to play. And it's like, I guess I'm done. Like, I don't need to keep chasing the dragon of, you yeah. know, how good can this get? And I also like, we always kind of want, like, at least I always find like, um, we always want the one thing that just does all of it, but yep. I have it. Same. No, I don't like it. It's not. Yeah, the same. exactly. It's not the same. Like I've, I've, I've started to notice like playing a two DS game or, you know, DS and three DS games on an actual DS is like, Oh, this is actually really nice. Like, yeah, this wouldn't feel the same if it was something where it was two screens next to each other on a big widescreen or something. I'm like, this wouldn't be quite the same experience. Like, I kind of like that it's the, you know, on 
you know, quote unquote original hardware, even if it's maybe not necessarily the original hardware. I can tell like you that enough. that is I have definitely felt that as well. Like I, as somebody who's who is in the post game of Pokemon Soul Silver, I haven't played that much of it because I've been playing it on my laptop instead of Yeah, and it's like, not on a Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that game is expensive now if you don't have it. So, you know. Especially All if you the want Pokemon a, a full box coffee value. copy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I, um, it's weird. Like, I, for as badly as I wanted to have that thing in the living room and have it, like, flawless, every time I sit down to use it, it is not a flawless experience. Um, and it's at the point where I'm like, I don't even, I don't even like turning it on because. I always find something that's wrong with it. And then I'm like, oh, let me mm. let me tinker with this instead of actually just like playing the game that I turned it on to play. Yeah. Whereas with the Steam Deck, it's like for the most part, I turn it on and it just works. Like I've, I've gotten yeah. it to that point. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, dog. Yeah, I love all in one solutions, but it, they're not all as clean as I'd like them to be. And they never will so. be. They never, yeah, because other, no. yeah. other, otherwise you're building, like, you know, all the controllers are different, and you have to, like, think about that, and they don't quite feel the same because the games were developed for this, like, con- specific controller in mind and stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But the, 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 yeah. I feel like it would, I would feel very differently about that sort of a thing if uh, there were guaranteed solutions for what I wanted. Like, one big problem that I had and, and uh, a reason why I wanted everything to get ported to PC uh, and why I, I got that, you know, um, made sure to like get a key for Persona 4 uh, Arena Ultimax on Steam is like I was playing that on PS3 and I, you know, people will complain about like PS3 ports and stuff. I had a ton of fun on PS3. I really loved that console. Um, but mine you know, shot the bed and there's not really a great way to get like a new guaranteed high quality, you know, <gasps> Hey baby. <laughs> oh, my sweet, my sweet child. A child oh. appears. Oh. I love I call, you. I call it the nanny of that one British guy that's doing that interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, do you want to look, do you want to look over here at Mr. Josh and Mr. Chris? Look at me. You want to wave to them and everybody else? Everybody who's watching? Hello. Say, Hello. <laughs> oh, look at this. I love you so much. Her hair got long. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for coming and saying hello to me. Are you going to go help my mom with some things? She's like, no. She's like, no, I'm here boot? to hang forever. Can you can you take your boot? She's like, yo, are we talking yeah. emulation? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's Play better, your FPGA or emulation? Yeah. Original hardware. Yeah, let me tell you. Okay. Let me later, tell man. you about uh, about uh, <laughs> SRT or CRT versus CRT. Uh, HD. That was awesome. How many CRTs do you have in your basement? <laughs> Zero. Zero. So there, there was, there was a uh, Chris comes and gets a kiss every episode. That was uh, Riley comes and. She gets a kiss. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Wholesome times. Whole take and give. Gone but yeah. On. So wholesome. She's awesome. She's very awesome. Also, I don't know if you guys saw, but Jake totally snuck in here when she did. He like ran, he like 
ran in. Oh, wow. Look at that. And snuck him back there. Oh, speaking of which, while I'm moving the camera around, I did a little bit of redecorating. Check this out. So I moved uh, I moved Samus up there on the wall. And look what's back here. What does it say? You guys see this? Jailbreak raft leaks. Jailbreak raft leaks, which is... So this is the... Um, I went to, to see Spider-Man at PAX 2018, uh, and they had actual uh, issues of the Daily Bugle. So this is an actual full oh, newspaper. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so I framed, I framed my, uh, my special edition of the nice. Daily Bugle uh, and put it all... Let me tell you, so. you got to frame your stuff. It makes them... You really do. You it makes do. them so much better. You know what I yeah. have that I've never framed, and I regret it. Like like right now, I'm like, God, I really gotta do something. I've had this, this for four years, and I just framed it like two days ago, dude. Ten years ago, Janet. Oh ten Janet. Years. Ten years ago, Janet Wozniak. Steve. Oh, the two dollar bills. The two dollar bills. Yeah. I have a sheet of yes. two dollar bills from Steve Wozniak. I've never framed them. I know exactly where they are. I've never done it. You gotta. Frame I gotta them. do it like this week because now it's just gonna bug me. Because that's really cool. It you is really like, cool. Oh, yeah, here's a sheet of $2 cool. bills from Steve Wozniak. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and, and company. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Got to do it. Yeah. That's too cool. Yeah, man. It is cool. You know what else I got into uh, this weekend that I highly, what? highly, highly recommend if you have Game Pass is the three highly recommends. My God. Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC. Oh, the Hot Wheels yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That game, they are so good at not like it's not that they just create uh, racing game content and like very like top quality racing game content. It is that while you are in there, the narration that they give you while you are in it is unlike most games that exist today. Like they're just like there's one there's one mission in it that is literally just called the history of Hot Wheels. And while you're racing around, like, the the girl with her English accent's like, oh, Hot Wheels were invented in 1922, or whatever. And she's, like, going and doing her whole thing. And, really, like, you're getting... I don't know when they were. But, like, you're, you're going through, and you're, like, playing the level, and you're doing the race, and, like, you're learning about, you know, these toy cars that I would never have known about otherwise. Like, I never would have looked this up or, like, watched a... You know, the toys that made us on Hot Wheels. But, like, mm -hmm. it's just cool. Like, they, they've managed to add more to something that could have just been like, yeah, you got Hot Wheels cars on a Hot Wheels track. Have fun. Like, you know, they just flesh mm -hmm. it out very well. Nice. The levels are great. The cars are cool. Um, I don't know how long it is. Um, but, yeah, if you have Game Pass, definitely check that game out because it rips. Rips hard. Rips. I mean, I'm never not gonna be like, yeah, a Forza Horizon came out. Like, I I think I actually replied to um, uh, Ryan on Twitter because he he you know he posted this thing about this, uh, and I was just like, is is like I'm I don't want to curse anyone, and I'm not like downplaying it's it's like hard to make going. comments like this yeah it's it's hard to make comments like this and not have people feel like, that you're either one like okay, just I think, all I think over I, people's business i think or whatever I know where this is going 
But like, can they put out a bad game? Oh, okay. Like, this is not they, how long has it been since this studio has put out something that wasn't a nine minimum? I don't think they can. Um, at least they can't so long as the people that work there still work there. Hold that thought because I need to get my smooch. Hello, yeah, here we go. Kiss cams. Love you. Um, the, the funniest thing about the studio, and it happens every single time they release a game, is that I go, my God, this game is so good. But whatever happened to insert racing game from 15 years ago here? Because I would love to, a new entry in that franchise. And then I realize, oh, they all work at Polyphony. At this studio. Yeah, they all work at this <laughs> yeah. studio now. Like, split second, the people from that are, uh, are there. Split second, the greatest racing game of all yeah. time. Burnout. Blur. Blur. Like, all those people Dirt. are there. Yeah. Dirt, they're, they're, they're still doing their thing. But, like. They, they are still doing their thing. And I still think Dirt is pretty good. Dirt's probably my second favorite, or Grid. You know which one I loved, and like no one ever talks about it? Toka Racing. It was a Codemasters game on uh, mm. Xbox. Um, I feel like Codemasters gets a lot of love, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that studio definitely does, but they stopped making that franchise because Forza, like, just ate their lunch. Um, yeah. But, man. Like, Forza ate pretty much everybody's lunch, yeah, to be honest. but those games were and really for, And for good reason. Yeah. It is really cool to see them kind of transition. From, I know that they did it so long ago, but still. Like, to see them transition from the sim racing to the arcade racing and do it so well. You know what? They did it very well, but, like, what I found interesting, and I, I continue to find it interesting while I play it, is it's still not as arcadey as, like, a true arcade racer is. Like, yeah. it is not as arcadey yeah. as... Uh, the Hot Wheels, like the proper Hot Wheels game on PS5 and Xbox. Um, I, th I think even just by nature of it being open world, they're not that arcadey. Right. Um, or um, like a Cruising USA. Like it is not... Cruising. You know. Cruising! Yeah. yeah I think yeah, I would yeah. actually prefer it. Like if, if, every, if basically everything or almost everything in Forza Horizon was the same, but they were actually bespoke levels from a list, I think I might actually enjoy it even more. Anyway, you should play Forza it. Forza stuff is good. Forza stuff is good. You didn't need me to tell you that, though. You knew it all along. Wait, who? I should play it or our, our viewers and listeners should play Anyone it? Anyone with Game Pass should play it. That's very true. Mic drop. That's very true. Although I have, like, I've got a couple of things before I get to that. Like, there's, you know, As Dusk Falls just, you know, just came out and is on there. Although I'm not necessarily in an emotional state where I can do that. Uh, right now because i've heard that's very intense there's also like guardians of the galaxy which is like on my list and then like some other stuff Ugh. xbox is a whole can of worms that i'm trying not to open right now because i'm trying to get through some of my steam stuff first mm. but there's like there's like eight games on xbox that i either own or are on game pass that i'm like i really want to play this yeah but you know what that feeling is always there like there's always something on xbox that i'm like i should play that and yeah, um, that's true. Nine times out of ten, I don't. But yeah, I do think about it. <laughs> I'm getting to the point where, like, on PlayStation, there's only like two or maybe three games that I like want to play, and they're available elsewhere. They're just like I have them there or whatever. I gotta tell you, and like, I've talked about The Last of Us a lot on this podcast, and I wasn't expecting yeah. to go here this episode. 
yo, this game needs a remaster. <laughs> like the original Last of the Us. The original, the original Last of Us. Like even the Last of Us remastered. Like that game. You think you think the Last of Us Part One is is needed? It's time. Like that game. Oh. I got to the and it's funny because somebody actually shared on the Last of Us subreddit today. Uh, there's a video of the exact part that I'm talking about. If it's still upvoted, you can find it. Um, I was at the section where uh, Ellie runs from Tommy's power plant, and you go on horseback, and you're like, trying "Oh, you're to on find the horse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah." And the entire time you're going, there's like a part where you're going up a hill in the woods um, while you're on the horse, and the the pop in, like the texture pop in that's happening, and like the, like lights are like flickering, like the. Um, just the lighting effect that they have. It's like flickering in and out, like, cause it's loading the next section. Um, mm-hmm. On remastered on PS5. Yeah. Like, wow. And there's just weird stuff like that, that I think I always just kind of took for granted. And I was playing that game so much for so long that it, I just didn't think anything of it. Um, and yeah, like there's just, there's a lot in there that by today's standards is not great. Like if I were to give that to somebody who's never played it before, um, I think they would look at me like, what is the big this deal? This is your king? Like, yeah, like, yeah, this is your god now. Like, you know, uh, they. it makes complete sense that Sony is having them remake it. Because for them to be like, we have this new HBO series, this is like our cream of the crop. And then to be like, oh, and if you have a PS5, you can play the PS4 re-release. Um, and it, it does make sense. That. They're doing a, they're doing it. Yeah, they're doing a, a tie-in. They want this to be as big as it possibly yeah. can be. Let's get rid of any possible pain points that this might have. Yeah. The only bummers to me are like, are like the, um, the character model changes. Um, I'm fine with it, honestly. They, they've been they've been touched on a bit before, but like, I think them changing Ellie to make to make her look like she looks kind of older, I think takes away some of kind of the emotional stakes or like the, the danger or the tension of like somebody who looks like she, like in the original game, she looks like she's like 11 or 12. Yeah. Like she like, I don't even know if it's that she she looks older. She just, she looks like too much of a different person. You know what I mean? Like this, it's the same for Tess for me, honestly. I don't think, and, uh, and I, uh, Joel bothers me less just because I got so used to him in, the last of his part two. And yeah. this one makes him look more like that, but I still really prefer the design on him from the first game. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's like personal taste. No, but stuff. I mean, a lot of that comes down to like the art direction of like that game versus part two's art direction. Like sure. It, yeah. It, you know, it's just what that game was trying to look like. Um, last of us part one was like almost realistic with like the t- like 10% borderlands kind of like, not cell shaded, but like that kind of characterization on the characters. Yeah, like there's the the scene. It's a little bit exaggerated. The scenes that you see it the most is like um, when you're in. Uh, it's not city hall, whatever the hell they call it. You're at the Capitol. You're at the Capitol yeah. building. Um, and it's in Austin, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, they have these close ups of Joel and Tess, and like they have these like white glowing uh, effects yeah. around them. Um, and then you also see it in the scene right after you chase down Ellie um, and they're in the bedroom and they're having that conversation of, uh, you know, you're not my daughter and like all that yeah. stuff. Um, and I sure ain't your dad. I um, sure ain't your daddy. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but they have this like weird effect around them that I imagine is going to be gone uh, when this re-release comes out. Uh, but yeah, just like all that being said, um, it's time. Like that game is pretty jank uh, compared to just everything else, especially part two. Like it's just it's super jank compared to part two. And part two is like, it is like, and I know that like a lot, there are a lot of people out there who like kind of bristled at part two. Like, I think that we all, uh, of the ones who have played part two that are on the show right now and all the yeah. guest hosts that we had for that episode, like we were all very high on part two. Yes. Part, part two is excellent. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it doesn't tell, uh, a fully contained story. Uh, and I think that one definitely stands alone. Like you, you didn't like, I stand by what I said before. Like, I think that two does a really great job of expanding the world and bringing a lot of, of depth to it, both emotionally and mechanically. Right. But I, I stand by my, my original comment, which was the last of us two didn't have to exist. The last of us is no, and I think most, enough on its own. I think yeah. most people, you know, would agree with that. Um, like you can you can give somebody part one and it is a self contained story. It's just like do you want yeah. do you want more? Do you want it to be expanded? Yeah. Like that is there for you. And if not, yeah. then don't play the game. Yeah, I mean I'm I might it's been since I mean it's basically been since the PS3 version. I think I played through like part of the first mission or like part of the first and second missions of, of the remastered version, but other than otherwise I haven't touched it. Yeah. So. Do we know if The Last of Us Part 1 is going to be a PS4 game or if it's no. going to be a native PS5? Native PS5. Interesting. Yeah. That's a little... God, I'm, mixed on, I'm mixed on that. Uh, but basically just because of how I feel about the DualSense. Soon we'll have like different licensed controllers that we can use on that platform. But until we do, you know, I just got to... I just got to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I was playing Stray on it last night and that was like all I could think about was how much I hate uh, using this thing. But my hands just I, don't conform I don't really, really well. like it either. Yeah. Have you have you guys found that the that the D-pad is like really not accurate? No. And you say this every time we talk about the DualSense. And I, every time. I don't, like, <laughs> I will never agree with you on this. Like, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine okay, for it's me. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I can't it's say fine. I've used the D-pad a lot, but I haven't found it Every Here's what happens. Terrible, every time but... this conversation comes up, Brian talks about how squishy the D-pad feels and how he, he keeps dropping combos in Dragon Ball and how the, the sky is falling around him and, like, there's nothing we can do. Like, I could play Shovel Knight have... all the live long day with this thing, and but it's fine. Have... But Brian, have you tried a different dual sense? Like maybe yours is fucked up, and that's why you're dropping combos. I only have one anymore now, because mm. uh, I, I sold my other one because I never played two player games on this thing. Yeah. Because Audrey has her own Xbox now, so why would I? Yeah. Um, well, I guess now I would because now people can actually come in my house again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a bad one. Maybe I'll get one wow. of the. Maybe I'll get like the cosmic black one because that's that one's that one's been calling my name. Do not <laughs> listen to me, Brian Barnett. <laughs> do not buy a PlayStation first party DualSense controller. If you're going to buy another one, buy a third party one. I will not sit here in the Discord chat and listen to you drop bombs on this controller any longer. I we mean, know you don't like it. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm with him. So I what don't do you think really I should like do? What do you think I should get I'm, like a scuff you know, or something like that yes. with mechanical buttons? Yes. I'm not, but it doesn't make any sense for you to spend 70 bucks or whatever it is on the same yeah, problem. Yeah. Like, yeah, just that's don't fair. do it. It's fair. But the other, the other thing, and so I've legitimately thought about that. I've, I've been like, I've been like, okay, either this is what I, I did not mean to get into this. Oh this no, time, we're already here. But <laughs> we're here. So, so I've, I've got two, I've got two ideas. I've got, uh, I've got three ideas. How many ideas? You got? One, one, I spend like 150 to 200 dollars on a like scuff or one of these like high end competitive retro reworks of the DualSense where they go in, they add mechanical switches under all the buttons in the D-pad. They replace a bunch of that stuff. They can put grip on it or, or like different triggers or what have you. Um, there's that option, which is more expensive. And I feel like riskier because it's more expensive Two, I just wait until other actual PS5 controllers are available from mad cats or whoever mad. I buy those. I mean, not, not Madcast, no, but I, know. I don't know it's who just, makes them now. Like Razor or something. Like I get like a Razor or I get like something I mean, like that. Who usually does it? When they come out. Scuff. Um, Razor. Astro, I think usually. Razor. And then. Astro and Razor, they're the ones who did the, the ones where you can like swap the yeah. stick and D-pad and stuff like that. But those are all like right now, they're only available for PS4, which doesn't help. Um but as soon as the PS5 native ones are there, then I can do that. My third option is the least expensive, uh, and it's basically guaranteed to work. And that is I wait until Brooks converters are available for PS5 native, and then I just plug in my freaking Xbox controller. I don't, I don't see that ever happening. You don't think so? No. I think they are at a point, if it does, it'll happen like mid to end of the life cycle of the PS5. They are being so Apple about this. Like, they being Sony. Like, they have taken so long to even allow any other third-party controller on the shelves. And we're st- we still don't have that many. Like, there's only a few. Um, I know it's Hori, extremely obnoxious for the one generation where I really need one. This is mm-hmm. this is very similar to uh, the Xbox 360 generation, where if for those that weren't around or don't remember, like if you wanted a wireless controller for the Xbox 360, it had to be first party. Otherwise, it it was wired. Like, Xbox did not mm-hmm. share. It was some proprietary wireless technology that like they would not yeah, patent to anybody it was. else. Um, yeah. This Which, is thankfully this the 360 controller was great. This but. isn't even in that same boat though. Like it's just Bluetooth 5.0. At least I think it's 5.0. But it's it's, it's just Bluetooth te- technology that like like you can sync a dual sense to a PC with a Bluetooth yep. dongle. Like it Yep. This is no different. It's just them gating all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um all that being said. Which surprise surprise they they charge people for crossplay. They do a bunch of it's right. just anti-consumer stuff. Right. Which is the Sony PS5 I mean, generation? Microsoft you know, also doesn't let you use any microphone you want on their console, and it's infuriating. You're never going to be able to use the Yeti. Let it go. Uh, <laughs> I should be allowed to. That's all. Can you do it on a PS5? Fair. Yeah. Oh, all right. Then I, I stand corrected. Um, I actually, uh, speaking of peripherals, I actually plugged in like my Corsair keyboard. I was trying to figure out how to like 
plug in a keyboard and mouse to my Series X to play Halo, and I totally got the mouse working, but for whatever reason, my keyboard wasn't I working. I think there's only certain ones you can use. Like, there's there's certain drivers that they've allowed onto the Xbox ecosystem that will work. I know one of them I is I think Razer. I just need to search around and find, like, the cheapest, good, like, mechanical keyboard that's, like, 20 or 30 bucks. Why do you want to do 50 this? 50 bucks tops. Uh, I can't I can't play Halo Infinite on pad. I feel like I'm just awful at the game. I'm so much better with keyboard and mouse, but I want to play like upstairs and we've got like oh, a dual not, console you play setup, on the PC but. and play with her because then I'd have to play downstairs when Audrey's upstairs and I want to chill together on the couch. Okay. Isn't there only one TV upstairs? We've got a little side thing that's got a PC monitor. Got it. Okay. We are, we've got like a side table where we put like drinks and stuff, but it also has PS5, Series X, and my Switch hookup so we can watch stuff on the big screen and I can still have a side TV going and play games. Have you seen this real quick? Because this was the one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, the Hori Fighting Commander Octa for the yes. PS5. That seems yes, like I did. A, that might be up your alley. It could be, but it has the, it has the classic like Sega um six button yeah thing which face. i never got into and because it has that six button thing i well actually i think i heard somebody say that it does actually have both bumpers and both triggers but i think i feel like it's missing something like does it not have like the analog sticks or something it's missing a right analog stick yeah see this is the thing where i can't just i couldn't just use it as like a substitute yeah you're right i actually um, i honestly didn't even notice it until you said it and i was like oh yeah that yeah. That, that is not there um, yeah, yeah uh, I, I did definitely think about that because I was just like, God, give me, give me something. Like, I, I just, I feel like if once I have that option, uh, to do something, it's going to make my PS5 experience just way more, uh, comfortable for me. Yeah. But, uh, the scuff controller looks like it is available now. It starts at one ninety nine. The problem is. It is the, like almost the exact same form factor as the DualSense. Like it doesn't look any different. It doesn't look like an Xbox controller. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What? Wh- which uh, which controller doesn't? The Scuff PS5 controller. Yeah, yeah. It still looks like a DualSense. So like if you think that controller, I mean it is. Yeah. That's what they do. But like that's if, what they do. No, so, but like yeah. there was a point where like. The older scuffs for PS4, like you could get one, and it, it had the uh, asymmetrical joysticks, and like it looked like mm. an Xbox controller. But this one mm. just straight up looks like somebody else made a DualSense. Like this probably yeah. won't fix your problems. N- probably not. But you know, hey, when you're desperate, you're looking for any type of solution. You know. Yeah. God be with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be able to play more on PlayStation. And I, w- I will say I've been playing a, a little bit with the DualSense in the past couple of days, and I haven't had any wrist pain, but I also haven't been going too ham. It's one of the reasons why I haven't been playing Ghost of Tsushima, because, like, I'd like to get back in that game. And, like, there's a part of me that's like, eh, maybe I'll dip into, like, Horizon Forbidden West or something. But other than that and, like, Red Dead 2, uh, like, I, there's nothing on my PS5 that I want to play, really. Yeah. Yes, um, I'm in the same boat right now like i'm so like when i do want to play a game i'm kind of still just playing pc stuff and then my 2ds and then occasionally jumping on the xbox for things but you know 
I feel uh, like I haven't. I don't feel the draw for my PlayStation. I don't feel like I won't until Ragnarok. Yeah, I feel like you're doing everything that I want to just submit myself to at this point, Josh. Like you mean, you mean play what sounds fun? <laughs> yeah, like just and, just and I feel it. like I've gotten I've gotten better at it. Like I I had this yeah. conversation with Logan the other day. Like there's this there's this desire to want to play like the next hot thing. He's like, are you playing live live? And it was like, I played the demo. I bought the game. It's just not speaking to me right now, and I don't want to play it, and I think that's fine. <laughs> like, I'm going to it play fine. it at some point. You're um, a human being. But it's right not now... Your, it's not your job to play right. whatever the new hotness is. So. Right. It's my job to play Star Fox for the 37th time. <laughs> exactly. And beat the damn, Andros. Damn brain. straight. That's right. Because you've decided that that is your job. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I am that person. Like, yeah. who I, else is... I, I, if it brings you joy, who play else will it. do it if not you? Who else is gonna fill your Twitter feed with random Nintendo nostalgia if not me? Yeah, yeah, nobody, nobody. Chris no is the only Definitely place that I go those... to get my Nintendo fun stuff. Definitely not those uh, don't clowns. Listen to, and not Nintendo don't listen to this wolf. Not a single other person on Twitter talks about Nintendo. No one. I am the only <laughs> person on Twitter that talks about Nintendo. <laughs> Go, uh, go get a, go back thirty seconds and then go get a snack break, Wolf. Don't don't listen to this. I miss him. I miss him too. I need to get him on the show. I think we could do it. It's been it's been too long. Yeah, man. I can pull the I can pull the. Hey, man, you owe me. It's been too long. Get over here. <laughs> will uh, what a champion. Will any? Of- I can't wait to go visit him again back in his beautiful city. Maybe someday. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna have an excuse. I'm gonna just decide. I'm going to PAX. I don't care if anybody is sending me. I'm just going. There's a. I'm gonna put it on the stream for people to see. There's a picture on Hideo Kojima's uh, Twitter account right now, and it just says, "I haven't worn sea pants in four years." And it's just him on the beach in a bathing suit. <laughs> I just love that caption. I haven't worn sea pants. Sea pants. Years. Yeah, that's weird. I love it. What a weird dude. What a weird a weird, what a weird dude, dude who's, who's also who's, like, who's like pretty cool even though yeah. borderline yeah. prophetic pretty much or actually prophetic. He's a weird he's a weird dude but you know we wouldn't know you know who the weird people are if we didn't have non weird weird people. Right? Yeah. It's true. So if you didn't have boring people like me you wouldn't have interesting people <laughs> like, like Hideo Kojima. Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about having the spectrum. And being on the opposite side of it from Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the opposite side of the spectrum from me. No. I feel like me and Hideo. <laughs> <laughs> you act like he's your like buddy. Yeah. Me and I go way back. <laughs> me and Hideo. That's my favorite Cannes Film Festival award-winning movie. <laughs> I couldn't even finish the joke. It's such a stupid beginning of the sentence. I feel like me and Hideo. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, that's funny. God, I have nothing else for this week. I really don't. I talked a lot this week. I'm sorry. Josh, I'm sorry I came in real hot about your Yeti situation. It's fine. But now you know the Yeti. This is why it's annoying: is that the Yeti works on the. It's PlayStation the one thing that works on PlayStation and, and not doesn't on Xbox. work on the Xbox. Yeah, and it's like, come on, man! This is a pretty common microphone. Um, 
It is. It's not like some $20 mic I got at a flea market, Microsoft. Like, this is, you have drivers for this thing, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. And it's really dumb. It's all just Windows. It's all Port Windows, right? You said yourself. Throw it in the um, library. Uh, I haven't done much. I, I kept playing multiverses. Um, I'm almost done with the battle pass, which is nice. Um, I I do feel like the battle pass should go slightly faster. I don't know if you share that opinion, but yeah, it's a little I, slow. Even I don't with think the there's a single too, a battle slow. pass that exists that That's I don't enough. think is stretched out too long. Yeah, um, I think they they're all too. Um, yeah. Not I, the word that I was gonna use, but I can't. I can't pull the right word. But mm -hmm. I feel like pretty much every battle pass is withholding. Yeah, they're a little it's predatory. Like, I don't know if I'm buying one after this, but I bought it because I wanted to give them something, right? But um, I bought it because I because the, like there's two skins in the game right now that are purchasable that I would want, and one of them is animated series Batman, which you just have to buy separate. And the other one is cake for Jake. Yeah. Uh, and that's the final yeah. level from the battle pass. See, the one I wanted was Shag. And I was like, I'm going to be playing like, this a lot for yeah. uh, like over this week for just working on it. Um, and so I'm probably going to get like a fair way through that. And then like, I know a bunch of people who enjoy it. So does it did it, like, cause I know this battle pass only goes up until like official launch. The eighth. Does it, um, yeah, the eighth. It's a week. Uh, does it disappear after that, or can you like dip back into it? I assume. I don't know. Uh, I tried I don't know, to actually. That's a... I tried to buy it last week, and I, I like I was in, I was on the the deck, um, yeah. And it added money to my wallet, and then it said I purchased it in the game, and that it never actually like added the currency to my game, and then it put the money back in my Steam or my Steam wallet like three days later. Hmm. I yeah. had to like confirm it. Like yeah. in game, oh, that was a little weird. weird. Or like on the, I had to like, I completed the order and then it was like authorized, and it was like after I felt like I should have gotten my receipt, yeah. And I had to click that, and then it went back into my game and was like, "You got it." Huh. So you might have missed Maybe like a did, final yeah. step afterwards because I definitely thought it was done and then it wasn't. Interesting. So, which like I would rather it be that way than like. Oh, we you looked at this sideways, so we charged you. Right. You know, I'd rather <laughs> you know one than the other. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, I honestly, if you're not, if you don't like want Shagworth, I would say now is probably not the time. Because yeah. unless you're like, I'm gonna play until my eyes bleed for the next seven days, like eh, definitely not gonna like, do that. I'd be like, uh, maybe not, man. Like just. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, uh, it might it might carry I bought over. it day I, one, know, so but... I, I hope, but I have this feeling it won't. Yeah, I don't think it will. If they do, I would buy more uh, as the future. It would, you know, but, but if, if, I'm, if I miss cake, I'm going to be, I'm going to be high-key annoyed. It would be weird for them to make cake not available, like, ever again. Like, I mean, right now, I think you can just buy it. everyone, right? Like, you can buy them. They're just, like, 2000 It depends. Like, it uh, depends on the price. Or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm cool with them just, like, if 
the pass goes away and they're like, I mean, you could buy that later, then I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah, but is whatever. it like as egregious as Fortnite's are? Like, um, some of the Fortnite skins are like twenty bucks a piece. Like, I know. I think I, I would never do that. I think Except most of them are cheaper, but I don't know. I'd have to check. And I mean, unless like Fortnite was like the game that you played, in which case it would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're I like, I buy a skin, you know, every month or two, then it's like, whatever. I may jump into but, Fortnite when they do that, when they do the Dragon Ball thing. I bought but, the I'm one sure. skin and it's the only one I need. Yeah. I, if there's like I a Goku skin or a, yeah. or a Gohan or a Vegito or something like that, I might, I might do that. Yeah. If they do Gogeta, oh, baby, it's over. <laughs> I'm going to do that for sure. <laughs> um, Even though I never play Fortnite, I'll just be like, well, maybe if I get into it later, you know, I'll just have anymore. this. It's a big advertisement. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, I think no build was the thing that, like, got me tantalized. No build mm-hmm. is fun. That's that's the only mode I play is no build solo whenever I do play. But mm. uh, I feel like uh, a sheep when I play it. Like it is an advertising machine. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, if I'm going to play a battle royale, I'm pretty much going to play apex. Like, yeah, like it's the one that I really like, even though I, you know, work for EA, but like, it's the one that I actually really like, but I don't play it that often. I just jump into it every so often and stick around and then leave. Yeah. Becky in the Speaking chat, of which do you real quick is go, go ahead. Chris Becky in the chat is working towards Vader, which like it in Fortnite. uh, which, if you are not familiar with that, I would have to estimate would take, like, 60-plus hours to get. Like, it is That's insane. an obscene amount of time for you to earn that. But I think to buy it, it's something in the ballpark of, like, $60. Jesus Christ. I could be wrong. I, but I remember, like, doing the math and being like, That's insane. Like, you could buy a full-price game for that. Yeah. Which sucks, because, like... Vader, like I don't have my. Oh yeah. Yep. Like. He's the, he's the real fan. Unless you, you know? run the quests. But, yeah, I don't know. But like, yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff is like, you can do that all day with that kind of stuff. Where you're like, oh, I could, you know, if I bought this skin for fifteen dollars in multiverses, like, what else could I have bought with fifteen dollars? Like, right, I could have bought a right. meal. Could have bought a few comics. I mean, individual yeah. issues. Could have bought like, yeah. some other things, but could have bought a freaking manga trade. You know, yeah, um, yep. which is like a bunch of issues of something. But yeah, um, all the same, still playing multiverses and still really liking it. But uh, the other thing I'm still doing is just still who, who, playing. Uh, do you have a main? Depends. So I, if I'm playing teams, it's Velma. Um, but if I'm playing solo, it's either Wonder Woman or Shaggy, depending on how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, yeah. But Velma, 100%, when I'm on teams, is like my go-to. That's awesome. I really want to play together. I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing a lot more Finn uh, lately and having a lot of fun with him. I, I posted the thing in, in multiplayer and on Twitter, but like I had one round after I like got really warmed up with him where I got the most damage and I scored all four of the kills for my team uh, with him. And I was like, this feels good. And I actually, I played one uh, before the show with Ronnie where uh, we were teamed up. I forget who he was playing. I think he was playing, I think we were both playing Finn or something like that, but I actually got two ledge guard downward 
knockouts, which like I never get those. Like I'm just I'm I'm not if you're going up against me, stay towards the edges of the map because I'm terrible at punishing people for trying to come back to the map. I'm yeah. not it's never something I'm I learned in to... Smash because I never played with people who were good. Yeah. Uh so but I'm practice. trying to get better with it and I, yeah. yeah. I want to get good at spiking people, but it's like the timing is really weird. But the yeah, best is when be you're playing Shaggy and he does that stomp when someone's trying to climb up the edge and you just like stomp yep. him. Ugh, <laughs> it's the best. I had a Wonder Woman do that to me when I still had like one or two of my air recovery options left. And I was just like, man, that feels terrible. Yeah, you got to like, there's a whole like. Uh, I feel whole, like I need to like strategy. dodge up through them and then like. You, you got to like either dodge up or if you're playing a character that will do like some kind of uppercut, you need to like time the uppercut to hit them out of the way and stuff like or jump away and use your recovery options to go above them. Like there's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I'm still playing my 2DS. Like I'm playing new Super Mario Bros because it's easy to like pick up and play. Um, I started playing yeah. this random game that like I've never heard of. Um and I feel like no one else has really ever heard of, but it's basically like console Diablo on your two, on your 3DS. Um, what game is this? Called? It's called Heroes of Ruin. Have you played this? You it sounds familiar. Heard about this? Um, it is. It is essentially. I don't remember who made it, but it's like a company you've heard of. Published. Square. Oh, Square Heroes Enix. of Ruin. <laughs> Heroes of Ruin, aka Horror. <laughs> Come on, guys. Square Enix published it back in the Halcyon days of 2012. But it is, I'm not even kidding when I say this, it is essentially like playing Diablo on your 3DS. Like you run and you hit monsters and you level up and you have the little like stats you upgrade and there's loot and it's cool. It, It has like online play and stuff, which I doubt the servers are online anymore, but it has like local and online co-op you can play solo and i was like this is a pretty neat game that i've never literally never heard anyone talk about so i started playing that a little bit um yeah other than that I've it was a game kind of similar to this on the psp and i'm trying to remember what it was called oh my god Do i don't know, know it was it. like a i it just was like a very generic like I just read a headline co-op. that makes me very happy because it's just oh insane that they did it. Uh, TMNT, the Cowabunga Collection, features rollback netcode for the Super Nintendo Tournament Fighters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like Tournament Fighters. My my uh, best friend and I played that a lot on Super Nintendo when we were growing up. That is hilarious. Didn't know who half the characters were, but yeah, we were like, whatever. Having a good time. Um... Chris, I have a random question for you. Hit me. Do you do you own or do you know anyone that owns a Polymega? Because I kind of want one. <laughs> a Polymega? I've yeah. actually never, I've never gotten into that at all. Oh really? Um, like that and the Wonder Swan are two things that like have just, you know, evaded my mind. Um, and whenever they show up in like random YouTube videos that I'm watching, I'm like, ooh. Wonder what's that Swan, weird, what's that I weird mean, thing? Yeah. I want it. <laughs> Wonder Swan's that weird, yeah, weird handheld that like nobody really played. But the the Polymega is more inter- interesting to me just oh, because it plays so many consoles. Yeah, 
I don't know what I was thinking of. It has yeah, like so... all these different controllers you can buy for it to like kind of mm-hmm. emulate the console experience what you have. But they're so expensive. They're like 450 bucks. But like they look so cool and the UI is awesome. And just like the ability to rip your games to the hard drive and stuff. I'm just like, fuck, this thing is so cool. I want one. But it's yeah, it's very cool. So um, for those that don't know what this is, it's basically like you buy this base unit um that like is the the poly mega console yeah. and then there are think, like different adapters that like slot into yeah. it so like and th- then it has I the think, ports for the controllers for whatever game you want i think it can play it can play backup games um of like tons of consoles but i think from default the disc reader will play i think ps1 sega saturn and yep. sega cd games i'm pretty yes. sure yes um which is cool uh, yeah, like it's cool if you have yeah. already own like a really big collection. Um, I don't like a physical collection, and you want to back it up. Uh, I think to this it emulates thing. also. Um, I yeah, I think there is a way that you can load ROMs and stuff like that onto it. Um, but yeah, it is like a it's an expensive ask. Like it, it's this yeah. weird in between where um, I think a lot of people would just rather either build a PC themselves or. Uh, if you're spending that much money, like play on original hardware with a CRT, like all that good stuff. Um, I honestly, I think the price point is the biggest thing going about against it. Um, yeah, it, it has reviewed pretty well. I think getting it has been the biggest pain in the butt. It's just getting a hold of one. Like a lot of people that have them are just people that were given them in the preview. Um, yeah. I think they were just kind of drive up like pre-order sales um yeah their their site right now even says new orders placed after january 3rd 2022 are anticipated to ship the second half of 2022 um mm-hmm. with no date specified it's a cool idea um you know being able to be like i've got Star Fox, like dump the cartridge on here and there yeah. you go um it, it, it also lets you um like if you get a Japanese copy of like a game that didn't come out here, like a, so you get like Mother Three, and then you have you can the change like the region. Patch. Yeah, if you have the the like translation patch for it, you can literally put it on like a thumb drive and plug it in, and it will like do the um, translation for you on your copy, yeah. which I think is like really really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the same with the the. What's it called? The analog the pocket. pocket. It's like, I really want one, but these things are so expensive. But I almost feel like you also get what you pay for because they're so... The quality is, like, top sleek. tier for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say, like, the, the interface of the Polymega is, like, far superior to that of anything that analog's oh, yeah, the, ever made. Oh, yeah, the interface is freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, the if you've never seen, like, the Super NT, um, like, video from that, from analog, or, like, the NT Mini, um, it's basically just, like, here's a list of text... <laughs> <laughs> yeah with the games that you want to play on it um this looks like Mega, netflix yeah it basically that's exactly what it is it reminds me yeah. a lot of bato sarah actually like just the mm-hmm. metadata that it pulls in um mm-hmm. but i mean it's how much do you want to spend to play these old games i know is what you it's have one to of ask those, yourself one of those yeah. things right yeah. exactly oh well i was just curious yeah it's a cool thing I don't know what I was thinking of when you said Polymega at first, though. Uh, I don't know. Man. Anyway. Anyway. I do want to address 
uh, real quick before we sign off, Becky's thing in the chat, because I think she makes a good point. Uh, this is back to the Battle Pass thing. She says, I just don't find Battle Pass as predatory since they are, in theory, infinite, as they give you enough currency to buy the next season, uh, I guess the next season pass uh, each season. If you go get with, that far. Right. Well, it, it should yeah. go without saying, if you don't play the game a ton, the Battle Pass isn't for you. I paid $10 once in April and haven't paid a dime since, and I have dozens of dope skins. And she's exactly right. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I was... Like, I bought the, the Fortnite Battle Pass, uh, the last one that came out, because I, I had never played the game before and figured I'd do it and give it a shot, see how long I stick with it. Um, I haven't gone back in probably about a month and a half, two months. Um, and I don't I don't feel like I was gypped by any means, but um, if it's the only thing you play, then, like, it definitely makes sense for a sure. play model. Um, I mean, Destiny was the same way, right? Like, I, I never thought that I was being gypped out of the money that I, was spent on it. It's more the time. I don't think we can say that. You can't say that anymore? I don't think. I don't it's think. It's like a gypsy thing, apparently. Is it really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get out of here. There's no way. No, I'm pretty sure it is. But yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I also think that, like, yeah, most of the people. Son of a bitch. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> Most of the You're people welcome, who are finishing wow. battle passes are like people that are like, yeah, I basically play Fortnite or whatever. But like the right. problem is that if you like playing lots of different games just casually, like they are feel bads because then you just aren't getting as many things. And also, and if you spend the money, then you don't get, you know, you're not going to get everything because you can't, you can't possibly play enough. Right, and most of the battle passes I've run, I've come across are usually pretty like FOMO intensive, and like kind of predatory. Like the idea is to keep you in the game, and not right. let you yeah. go away. You know, yeah. Um, and that inherently is semi predatory. Like, at least to me, I find that like I should be able to just like stop playing, but sometimes like some people just can't. You know, with their they have addictive personalities or whatever. And like, if a game is not forcing them, but like using, you know, it's design and it's graphics and it's sounds and like really known things to keep you there. Uh, you know, when you could have spent those two hours doing the dishes or cleaning your room and, or you, but you played two hours of a game and you didn't actually like make any progress and quite possibly didn't even have that much fun. You just felt like you were obligated because you spent money on this thing and you need to finish it. What? So it starts to yeah, feel like a job. I, like it's it's all around not. I don't think it's a good particularly thing particularly because anyone. Like with these games, like with the battle passes, a lot of times they will make you do. Like you can't just play the game. Yeah, exactly. You have to do like specific things. Yeah. To to you know earn that it's like currency that you need or to level up more. Like that's something that I was doing earlier. Like I would have wanted to keep playing as Finn, but I had to get a, get a no perk, uh, game completed. And then I had to, uh, win two games as a DC comics superhero. And so it was like, I, I wasn't able to just play it, play the way you, you want know, as to. I, as I wanted to. And when I'm doing that, and then also as I'm trying to jump through your hoops, like some of this is skill-based. Like what if I play 10 matches as a DC character, but I don't win any, exactly. you know what I mean? Like there there's, and then I've paid you money 
to do these things that are not as fun as the thing that I just wanted to do for something that I want, but then don't ultimately get like, it feels very bad. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's hard for me to, to, uh, personally see it from, from Becky's perspective, even if I do understand it. I think another thing is like, I want to be playing multiple games and it, there's just not room in it. Found it. Found it. This whole time. You've been looking for that PSP game? Yes. And I found it. Untold Legends Brotherhood of the Blade. Boom. Wow. 2005. I played this. Back in the day. A game no one else Wow, I have seen this cover. I've seen the cover. Yeah. In the bargain That's as far as it goes. No. (laughs) No, I feel like I've seen this cover like at GameStops and stuff. Yeah. I literally scrolled through 20 pages of Metacritic uh, PSP games. And (laughs) just so you know, if you're trying to do this, uh, a lot of pages just aren't loading. Like I think page seven, eleven, thirteen, and like fifteen or whatever. Like they, it was just a white page. Mm. Like it wouldn't even load it. But fun fact: anyway. there's a PS3 tie-in game of the same franchise called Untold Legends: Dark Kingdom. IGN gave it a six point five in two thousand six. <laughs> well, this got a sixty-eight, so that's pretty much yep. par for the course. And we yeah. never but heard anyway. from it again. What's a what's a yeah. six point five in two thousand six now? Like what? How how oh, how man. much do you think that score would have de- like depreciated or whatever? Oh man! Honestly, oh, I feel like I feel like I feel like now it it's coin toss. It's either gone up because the game is done and on the disc, uh, or it would go down because things like production values are way higher now than they were then. Yeah, yeah, but production value doesn't always equal better game. No, no, precisely. As we've all noticed, we've all been playing old games and been like, damn, these are great. Like This Mario yeah, guy, like, I think he's going to make it. Yeah, I think he's going to be all right. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, this, there's, this, this there's, a, there's a GameStop <laughs> clip that's running uh, from the trailer over this thing, it, it, this entry for Untold Legends Brotherhood of the Blade on Metacritic. And it literally shows like the Diablo style, like Diablo two style, uh, like inventory where there's like the two grid. swords next yeah. to each other and you got to like drag them or whatever. But that's funny. I played that in my dorm at California state university, East Bay. Wow. Which, which changed names halfway through my time there from California state university at Hayward. So there you go. I live the more 20 know. minutes from Hayward. Yeah. So who and I know, Brian? With some other people with PSP in our uh, in when, our dorms. When you were in college, you were 20 minutes from your future friend. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy to think about stuff like that. Like, how many times was I really close to somebody that I was going to be friends with, or like that we were in the same place at the same time, and like we just didn't mm-hmm. know. It's always Nuts. great when TV shows do that as like a flashback moment. Yeah. It's like 10 years ago. And then they're just like <laughs> getting an ice cream in the background. And you're like, wait, I know them. That's so-and-so. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be married. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought Too that bad this real life baby doesn't have this a baby. Sweet stuff like that where you could just be like. 
so many times that, in, since that since the Xbox One came out, I've been like Xbox record that in my life because I was like, that was awesome. Something awesome just happened. Two things. One, the other day I tried to talk to Google and I said, hey, Xbox. And then I didn't know what year it was. <laughs> um, the other one being uh, there was a moment like that for Jess and I before we actually knew each other. And we oh. I, I don't even know how we figured it out. But uh, the short version is that I was at a Rita's Water Ice and there were a bunch of people dressed in black. And I'd heard these two girls like cackling on a picnic table and I was having a particularly terrible day with the girl that I was dating at the time. And I just looked over and I was like, man, wish I could have a good day like that. And then I moved on only to find out like after bringing up that day, like years later after I had been with Jess for a while that like it was her, they were at a choir concert and it was wow. like that same day in March. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to break up with this girl, marry one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did. That's right. I did. And that little boy grew up to be <laughs> to be a man. <laughs> I got, I got, I got some comic book stuff that I'll talk about next week, but uh, I think we should probably wrap it there. We should. Yeah, it's really hot. We should all go go get some rest. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for joining us for episode one hundred and forty-one of the platformers. The episode in which we shined a light on uh, Untold Video Game, Untold Legends, Brotherhood of the Blade, PSP. (laughs) Uh, If you had a fun time with this ridiculous show, uh, tell people about it and review us on your uh, podcast platform of choice. We're available on Apple and all that sort of stuff. Um, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash platformers pod, where we live stream every episode, uh, Monday nights at 7 PM central. Um, and then those episodes are archived later at youtube.com slash platformers pod by the illustrious Christopher Shriver. Um, and you can check us out on Twitter, uh, all of us together at platformers pod and you can find my stuff on twitter at ribnax which is where i am on all of the things including twitch where i sometimes stream but i've not been doing lately because i'm prepping for vacation um and i was getting getting ready to say goodbye to my parents old house and all that sort of stuff but uh you can check out uh my stuff on multiverses on ign.com um, you can check out uh, my guides for Stray at GameSpot.com. Uh, and you can just follow me on Twitter at, at uh, Twitter.com slash Ribnax, where I tweet about a bunch of stuff. And you can hang out and have fun and at me, and I'll answer all your questions and talk to you and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at the Jawa Josh. I don't tweet that much, but if you want to see the cool video essay stuff I'm working on, you can go to youtube.com slash media is mythic. You can find me at Shrive 93 all over the internet. Uh, you can also find me on the Toadstool boardroom. We are recording our episode uh, a day early this week uh, with a follow-up episode for the Pokemon news that is going to drop on Wednesday. Um, so you can expect those episodes on Wednesday and possibly Thursday. Um, huh? I was going to say, fun fact, I first pokemon game i'm going to play since ruby i pre-ordered the new one no way Look yeah. at you oh, which go. one which one are you guys getting I'll, I'll get the other uh, one. uh it's scarlet and violet right yeah yeah i got scarlet i usually get both because jess and i each play mm. 
my my friend is getting violet so i was like all right i'll get the other one yeah cool um i'll get whichever one has growlith uh in it which is probably gonna be scarlet yeah probably they usually it's usually the red version is whichever one i end up getting because of growlith yeah Mm. yeah other than that i don't have a lot going on um I apologize if I offended anyone for what I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately had no idea that that was not a thing you should uh, say. It's, it's more new, I legitimately, I thought to myself, I all I could think of while he was like, I can't say that anymore, son of a bitch. And then I thought of two other even worse things that you could have said. And you're like, fine, from now on, I'm going to say somebody Jewed me out of it. Oh my or God. like, Or like... <laughs> Or like just something dig a else. deeper hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like I just imagined, like uh, the the slapstick or like Saturday Night Live universe, where or like, like person gets corrected on something is like, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. You know, I really went and and like just makes know, it I don't worse. Know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some Polish joke, some yeah, Native yeah, yeah, American yeah. joke, or whatever. Just like just imagining it going getting worse and worse progressively that's why i was that's why i was uh i was like stifling laughter i figured you were just laughing at my stupidity <laughs> no, no 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 i've i and i uh i've had a lot of people around me that have not known that one specifically yeah um but yeah yeah any it happens old. hey we it's it's important that we let you know that we let each other know we keep each other accountable you know towards not accidentally being you know Harmful or hateful towards mm-hmm. other people. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> Love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it for us. So thanks again. And uh, you can catch us next time. Uh, from everybody here at the platform, as we hope you have a wonderful week. And stay safe out there. Because until next time, we are out.